Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Every Thursday on this show, courtesy of GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972, gcldiesel.com. We welcome to the show former Edmonton Oiler, current NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst. He's currently working the Tampa Bay Rangers series. He did uh, roughly about 75 Oilers games this season, Louis DeBrusque. Hello, Louis. How you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How you doing? I'm... Uh... I'm fighting out this humidity here in New York. I'll tell you, it's a different animal. No question <laughs> about that. Well, how warm is, uh, is it? Like it's, not- you know, it, it, it's it's good for working out. I can I can tell you, you don't have to work as hard to get a sweat, so that's a good thing. But uh, it's harder also to stop sweating, so that's a bad thing. Um, I had a limited uh, time today to mow the lawn in the backyard, and uh, one of our coworkers, Corey Blaschel, who can fix pretty much everything. Uh, I blew out the carburetor on my Toro, so Corey whipped over, and I was sprinting, mowing the lawn in my backyard. Besides spraining fat for the first time in the last five years, I think that's the first time I've got a sweat on Louie in a while. There you go. Feels good, right? My body was dying of toxic <laughs> shock, let me tell you. All right. Uh, look, before we get to Rangers in Tampa Bay, uh, you, you know, you injected the, the 72 of the TV games together. You did a bunch with Hearn Ryan as well. Just uh, the season's over for the Edmonton Oilers. From your 30,000-feet perspective, uh, how would you assess things from an Edmonton front? Well, you know, I think I listened to Ken Holland and his presser, and I kind of agree with a lot of the things that he said. I, I just think that uh, when you look back to – the start of December and the run the team went on uh, 2-11 and 2, if you would have said at the end of that run, hey, don't worry about it, you're going to regroup and you're going to get to the final four, the conference final, I don't think there would have been anybody on the planet that would have believed you. And so, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was a really dire time. And this team had a huge turnaround. But what I think it did for the team was it kind of built confidence in, for me, their baseline. You know, and that's the most important thing for me about the season is their baseline is now higher than it was the year before and it's higher than the year was before that. And that's a real positive thing moving into next year because there's an expectation that they know they can achieve and they've been there. Um, there is work to do. Uh, Ken Holland mentioned that. There's certainly a lot of discussions that have to happen. There will be a turnover. There has been every single year that he's been the general manager for Edmonton. And there will be this year, and he's going to go out there, as he said, and try and make it the best team possible. Um, I look at this as a positive. I really do. I look at this as a huge step in the right direction. I know that some people 
Um, in our world, they've said it was a small step. I disagree with that. This is a big step. And it's a big step because they did get to the final four and they had a taste of it. And when you have premier players like Connor, like Leon, um, that, you know, tore it up in the playoffs in three rounds, they have that taste now. They're going to want more, and that's a real positive thing. We're joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Louis DeBrus, Bob Stoffer, Chris Gardner with you on Oilers Now. All right, Louis. Uh, Evander Kane put a tweet out today thanking the fans and uh, for everybody for supporting them in Edmonton. Some have interpreted that as, uh-oh, Kane's not uh, when he, you know, if he goes in a free agency, that's going to take him out of the mix. Uh, you know, he's going to look past Edmonton. I don't think that's the case. That said, if I was Dan Milstein, his agent, I probably would go to market to at least check it out. Where's your headspace at with, A, what Kane brought, and B, uh, you already heard Ken Holland say he's going to make an attempt to re-sign Evander. Uh, how, what, what do you think Evander is going to get on the open market? It's a great question. Um, I really don't know, but I know it's going to be a lot. Um, and you know what he earned it. You know, as far as, far as how, what he did for coming in with the Oilers, I think he gave them everything they needed. I really believe that he the power forward that could score, great hands, had a tenacity and aggressiveness to his game, excellent skater, um, very, very sound as far as uh, managing the puck and winning puck battles, which is something that you learned about a player when you watch him, when you're watching him on a nightly basis. I was really impressed with how steady he was in his position, not losing pucks, um, being able to skate with that puck, get to a spot at the right time, which is which is everything when it comes to scoring goals. And he had a chemistry with Connor. There's no question there was a there was a chemistry there. He could be shuffled around. I thought he was also excellent when he got pushed down the lineup and kind of would drive that line. As advertised, power forward, and uh, was on pace for over 40 goals. I, I don't think he can say enough for what he brought to the table, and his playoffs were great. So. You know what? He he would be silly not to go to the open market and at least investigate it and look to see what is out there. I know he's gone through some trials and tribulations, and I think this is a real good reset for him. I don't think on the ice was ever a problem for him, though. He led the San Jose Sharks in scoring the year before. So on the ice, he's always been able to pr- pr- produce and, and go out there and play his game, and it looks like he's in the right headspace. And he liked Edmonton. Of course they would like to have him back. That's just a no-brainer for me. But are they going to be able to afford him is the question. And if that salary starts to get up there, I just don't think they'll be able to. What do you think he can get? Kevin Weeks is coming up later. He says he can get in the sevens, Louis, sevens to eights. I don't know that high, to be honest, but six plus. Six, six plus. Yeah. I do have a replacement for him, okay? And just because the landscape has changed for this organization, I think they're in a bit of a rebuild. You know I've loved this guy since the Columbus Blue Jackets drafted him. Uh, Scott Housen was the GM of that time. Donnie Boyd had a lot of success with kids out of London, uh, which you would know a little about, and that is Josh Anderson with the Montreal Canadiens. And there was a multi- I, You know, I wonder whether or not you can do something there. They need a right-shot power play quarterback. I think Petrie's going to be moved along this year. They need a guy that's a definitive power play guy. The Oilers kind of have two guys like that. Uh, you know, one, I like that comparison, Bob. I do. I think, you know, he plays very similar. He's fast for a big guy. He has very yep. good hands. Um, he's a wrecking ball at times. You know, how he goes in there hot. I'm a little concerned with the injuries because he has been injury prone throughout his career because of that nature that he plays. Kane, yep. obviously, is a more polished guy. He's done it more often. He's done it for years. Um, 
But I like Josh Anderson a lot. I really do. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that is a rare player in the league that has the dimensions he has. And, and you're right, it's a great comparison because he's big, he's tough, he's physical, and he can put the puck in the back of the net. Playing with the likes of one of the big three in Connor, Leon, or Nuge, he's a 25-35 goal scorer in his sleep, I think. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I, like, I'm not just saying that. I think that you, know, you have to look at who you're playing with, too. You're playing with two elite players in the game, the two best players, really, if you want to argue that, as far as uh, offensive numbers and passing ability, as far as Leon's concerned. He's the best passer in the game, in my opinion. So, you know, any winger looks at that and says, okay, this is a pretty good situation. And maybe getting back to Evander Kane, if, if his you know, objective is to win, if his objective is to go far, maybe he takes a little less to stay in Edmonton. But I really don't know. That's something he's going to have to decide. Well, and but, again, uh, I, want... I, like, I like your comparison. I like your comparison. Uh, here, here's the deal. I, I would love to see Edmonton bring Evander Kane back. I would, I would be do. willing probably to go into the sixes to get it done. It's probably going to be a three- or four-year term. That's going to scare some people off. Some might say, what are you talking about, Stoffer? That's a $7 million player. Well, it's a $7 million player production-wise in Edmonton because of who's here. So I'd love to – like, that should be the first choice. I'm just saying as a default well, let's put it, It's never been about the number. It's never been about the player. You know, like, and that's the thing with Evander. Like, listen, I think he's reestablished some respect and he's reestablished the fact that, you know, he came in and he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do, and that's a real positive thing. But there's been a certain, uh, however, whatever you want to call it, there's right. been some history, okay? There's been some history. So I think that will scare off some teams 100%. I mean, this is a league now that, you know, and I, when I say scare off, I mean they don't want to go for too much term. Um, but I would have no problem with up to four years myself. Yeah, I would have no problem with that. Well, um, if you get him for a couple of years, great. And if he has great numbers and you're, you reestablish and you're, you know, maybe there's a little bit more for him then. Those are all conversations that I'm sure Ken Holland's going to have with him. Can they get it done? But, uh, you know, unfortunately, you're talking about a very coveted player, a coveted player in the way that yes. he plays the game. Every single team wants a player like that. And you can't, I think, Louis, I'm gonna, I think he knows that. I think he and his agent know that, and they're going to certainly test the market. Well, I mean, because of the physicality he brings and the edge that he brings. The other thing is, if the Oilers did, if the Oilers did get him and brought back here on, say, a four-year deal at six million, I would get the toughest fourth-line left wing possible that I could get because it's going to make yep. him even better. It will, right? Well, they, when, when, when you're talking about things that I think Edmonton needs to improve on, I think that's a big part of it. And I think you and I have talked about that yes. over the course of the year. Um, and I'm not, you know, listen, I'm, I, you just want guys that are hard-nosed that compete, but a little more size, a little more size to lean on you. Um, they did a great job this year, though. I really believe that. I think the, the players that went in there and filled holes and, you know, what uh, Jay Woodcroft, put together as far as line combinations, the way he shuffled, the, try, the way he tried to mix it. Uh, give the guys a lot of credit because they went up against three very good teams, three teams that were very hard to play against, three teams that, you know, the LA Kings are going to be good for a while. They had a good young crop. They were without Dowdy in that series. I yeah. mean, Drew Dowdy is a big part of that. And Arvidsson was, you know, considerably one of their best forwards down the stretch, and especially on that second line. He was outstanding on that line. So, uh, they were missing two real key pieces. Could have been a difference in that series, potentially. And then you're talking the Ballad Alberta, which is always a pressure-filled situation, and they came top of that. That was, you know, I think that was an emotional high, a little bit of a letdown maybe coming into the Avalanche series. And the Avalanche, I saw them in round two when I did the St. Louis 
um, Colorado Series. They're an excellent team. I mean, this team has been coming for a while. So there, there was no surprise as far as how they were able to finish that off. This is a dynamite team, and it's their time. But I do believe with what Evans has gone through throughout this year and into the playoffs, um, I'm very positive as to the future of this team. And I think that they will make tweaks. And I think Ken Holland's got some work to do. I think he knows that, especially in a cap world. But he's going to grind and do his best. And I'm excited to see what they do. Louie, you watched Taylor Hall this year. He got four years at $6 million. After watching Evander Kane in the back half of the season in the playoffs, yep. Evander's game is more suited to playoff hockey. And the Oilers need, because I love Yamamoto, like some people are saying, what about Dabrinkit? I don't know if you can have to bring it in Yamamoto. So that's why I'm looking. If you can't get Kane done, that's why I'm looking to Anderson. And the other thing about Anderson's price point is it is aligned with Hyman and and basically with Nugent Hopkins, who got an eight-year deal. Like they're, they're, he's Anderson's in the fives. So is Hyman. So is Nugent Hopkins. All those guys are theoretically important. So for me, I think Kane gets better than what Taylor Hall got, which was four years at $6 million. Someone's going to offer him more because, frankly, he's harder to play against. And and he's, he's, he's he, I don't know if he's a better player, but he's a better goal scorer. And well, he's, he's, got, got, he's a better finisher for sure, I think. Um, yep. Marjorie Taylor scored some goals in the screw. Don't get me wrong. He's put some bucks in the back of the net. But I think a little softer hands. He can make the final play a little better. But... They're both very good skaters. They have similar games in that regard. Obviously, Vander yep. quite a bit more, I would say, has the edge. You know, he, he talks a lot. He plays the game. He plays the role. And, you know, in today's day and age, that is kind of a new tough guy. You know, that's kind of the guy that you want on your side to steer it in your direction when you're looking to change some momentum. It's not necessarily a fight. I mean, we had a fight in the series here, Hagel versus the trail the other day, and it was awesome. It was great to see. You know, they both went out of the church the whole time in the box. But, you know, and I do think it was a little swing in the favor of Tampa. They needed a little life in that period. They were kind of a team that came out great in the first, slowed down a little bit, and he kind of got them going again. But I believe that you need more of that. You need more more guys to kind of drag you into the fight in that regard. And another reason, I, I 100% agree with you that if you're going to, you know, if the advantage was to come back, then you need to fill that bottom six with some guys that can also be abrasive and play that way. And, you know, when push comes to shove, just to, if anything, it deters teams from wanting to play them. But the key, the key has always been, especially as of late in the last 10 years, and especially the last five years in the NHL, you have to be able to play. You have to be able to play. You have to be able to go out there, maybe be a penalty killer. And again, with the guy we talk about all the time, DeLaurier, um, you know, that guy, I guess he, you know, he begged Dallas Eakins to let him kill penalties, and he ended up being one of the best penalty killers. So that's an advantage for him because he's tough. You know he's going to drop his gloves willingly. He's going to play physical, but he's also doing something else. He's now a great defensive player. He's killing penalties. has a, big, a good stick, a big body. You have to find ways to try and immerse yourself other ways than just being what I was back in the day, up and down, banger and crasher. And there's still some places for that. If you have a very deep team, I think Curtis McDermott's a prime example. He's not playing the playoffs, but I think he's a very good asset to have in the regular season as a tournament for a very skilled team. But if you're going to play long runs in the playoffs, you have to have somebody that can kind of go in there and dig in with you. 
My prediction is that Delorier is going to get a three-year offer uh, in the $1.5 million range. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and tuber, tuber, uh, turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louis is working uh, Tampa Bay and the Rangers. It's game five tonight. Mark Messier talking about the kid line that the Rangers have with Heedle and Kako and uh, Alexis Lafreniere uh, and com- drawing some comparables to the Oilers' kid line of Adam Graves, who was just an awesome guy, Martin Jelena and Joe Murphy. Uh, yeah. Louie, who's got the upper hand in this series right now? Well, it's pretty hard not to lean over on Tampa side right now. They just won two games in a row. They've established themselves in the series. Uh, I think you have to give the Rangers a lot of credit. They pushed back. After a seven-game series, they came right in and took games one and two. But Tampa weathered that, and they've just played much better. they played more disciplined. They haven't given New York as much. Um, they've grinded them down, and that's just a veteran winning team, championship team that knows how to dial themselves in for a series and, and figure it out. Uh, I will say this, though. On home ice, the Rangers are 8-1 and one in the series, and uh, for good reason. They play well in front of their home crowd. They have home ice advantage in this series. They don't need to win a road game to win the series, is what I'm saying. But this is a critical win for them tonight, and I, I do believe they will come out and push back tonight. Uh, you talked about Heedle and the kid line. They've been outstanding. Three big guys that can cycle the pop. and kind of finding their confidence at the right time right now. I agree with uh, Mess in the sense that, you know, you look at that kid line. That was right before I came in to the Oilers organization. I got to play with two of those guys in Murphy and Jelena. Um, briefly with Adam Graves when he was traded to the Rangers for, for him to let his compensation um, before, uh, before I got traded to Edmonton. But, they were outstanding in that playoff run in 1990, and these, these three kids have been great, too. They've been fun to watch. Cause they didn't have an answer for that kid line, but John Cooper put a line together of Hagel, Sorelli, and Killorn. Now, they haven't gotten on the board offensively, but they've dominated five-on-five, five, and they've actually neutralized the top line of the Rangers' advantage as line. So it'll be interesting to see what the matchups are tonight, but I do believe Braden Point is getting closer every single day. I watched him skate this morning, and MSG, he looked like he can honestly play. I'm not joking, but I don't think he is going to play tonight. But um, I do believe the momentum right now is is very much in Tampa Bay's favor because they've been here, and this is a team that knows how to close things out. But I'm not counting out this Ranger team. I, I They're fun to watch when they get rolling, and uh, they've got a real good young back end that are solid, big, strong, offensive. They need to get going, though, and this is uh, this will be a really important win for them tonight if they can get back into winning ways after a couple losses. Louie, final comment. Bruce Cassidy out. We're getting people texting saying, hey, we got to trade for Jake DeBrusque. He's the right fit and move Hyman over the right side. Uh, i got to tell you, I'm not surprised Cassidy ended up walking the plank here. Business is business, Bob. That's business all I'm is business. Bi- all right, Louie, we read between the lines. Awesome, dude. Hey, thanks for taking time to join us, okay? Thank you. Bye. Uh, business is business. It is 12.52 in Edmonton. I'll get to some of your texts when we return on Oilers Now. During the season, the Oilers Now lineup report is brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, edmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer, Chris Gardner, pinch hitting today for Brendan Escott, who's getting ready for the Elks game coming up on the weekend. Uh, we will tell you, for you golfers out there, if you're looking for a bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia. 
five-day golf getaway. You golf at Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links. This package includes airfare via private WestJet charter, open bar, premium meals, four nights accommodation in Cabot Lodge, five rounds of golf in stunning Cabot, Nova Scotia, plus a new West golf tournament with prizes. Book now and get a $350 upgrade to premium economy. To reserve your tea time, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. All right, into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. This texter says, uh, the X factor in the Kane negotiation is what the arbitrator decides on a situation. The decision could break against the Sharks and drastically increase the Oilers' chances of resigning them. And there's a wide range of opinion out there on this topic I say we wait and see what happens. Cactus Jack says, great line from Louis DeBrusque. Business is business on the firing of Bruce Cassidy, who was surprised about it. Bob, 100% agree on Josh Anderson. I'm a huge fan of his. Kane at $7 million is too much. I like having him there, but there's no way he puts up those points without Connor and Leon. Well, he did a great job. Like Kane did a great job. He is uh, very polished, I will tell you that. And uh, understands game and ship, which at times I felt the Oilers have been devoid of. Again, my hope is Edmonton can retain his services. If they do, I make sure the team has a tough fourth line left wing. You know, I mean, in a perfect world, you 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 can't have everything. It's a cap, uh, but Deloria would be a real good fit because he can play every game. If you can't get that, you get a hammer that can play 40 to 45 games and maybe alternate that hammer with a guy like Devin Shore against teams that lack a little bit of toughness. But I think Kane would even be that much more valuable. Uh, Bob, is there a possibility of a Jake DeBrusque deal with Cassian going back? Uh, what would be involved there? What's his cap hit? DeBrusque is $4 million, I think, uh, for a couple of years. I don't see that happening right now. I just don't. Not with the firing of uh, Bruce Cassidy. I think it's a sign from Boston leadership that they recognize that there was a tunage factor happening. We know Jake DeBrusque asked for a trade last summer. Uh, I would suggest that the fact that Cassidy's been moved on has probably helped out uh, the situation for Jake DeBrusque staying long-term with the Bruins. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back... Courtesy of Canadian Power Pack, Kevin Weeks. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.